and stuff. And maybe see Danny Lover doing a chicken walk around mm. in his little love heart underpants. So. Uh, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think there was it wasn't corny hmm. you know even with it like it wasn't that thing where it's like oh and Murto you didn't come across that straight laced he yeah. was just like an older cop that was and Riggs did come across as well he is mentally unhinged because his wife is after dying you know yeah well being murdered more so than dying as yeah. Well, yeah well he didn't read it until mm. part two yes of course yeah. but yeah so like I mean you can understand it you know and he actually uh, in fairness like I mean for the time as well he kind of and considering all the stuff that Mel Gibson has been dragged through as well, mm. like, you know, and, and being a cause of and a part of, um, he actually, I thought, played a very good kind of portrayal of somebody who was just absolutely mad you know, with grief. He's like, when you take all the, the say, the controversy around Mel mm. Gibson, and I think it's probably after dying down a lot over yeah. there's probably a whole generation that have no idea, probably have no idea who Mel Gibson is really yeah. as well. Um, but... It's you take all that stuff away from he was a great actor. Mm. I think it's the same that happens with a lot of actors when they get really, really big. They're being hard to play themselves in roles. Yeah. So that kind of ended up happening with him. But he and he was a brilliant actor, like he's mm. fantastic, really, really good director mm. as well. And because I probably forget, but he's apparently like Richard Donner died a few years ago and they were in talks of doing Lethal Weapon Five at that stage. Mm. Um, apparently it's back on they're meant to start filming it this year but imagine with the strikes and all that that'll be delayed now but Mel Gibson is uh, apparently directing it with all the cast coming back for like the finale well I mean kind of Passion of the Christ like. and Apocalypto and all that kind of stuff under his belt he's a great know? director like Braveheart like people forget what Braveheart mm. like I mean Mel Gibson was loved oh, by yeah. everyone at once like I mean we saw um, The Passion of the Christ mm. in a it's cinema basically all, an almost empty cinema in a matinee show and during the week midday kind of mm. Thing, yeah and it was a pile of old pensioners and us yeah and that was it and I think there was two other like younger people that are cackling away at it as well. yeah well we were laughing away at <laughs> yeah. it as well because a lot of well I think it's quite a funny film anyway as well but mm. it's like the, the reaction from the pensioners that and were like, like oh lord poor Jesus oh Jesus yeah. look at him poor getting fella. leave him oh, alone just, uh, stop <laughs> at him Jesus he's back he's mm. in ribbons lads and it was actually quite funny going into the cinema you go into the foyer to buy the snacks and the counter for the snacks there's just a whole load of walking canes were hanging on yeah, 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 just yeah. Like, what's going on here that, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah but that was quite hilarious but people forget mm-hmm. what that fit like I mean it got a lot of uh, like I don't know it was one, probably one of the biggest selling movies at the time mm-hmm. um, because it seemed to stay in the cinema for fucking for ever, ever as yeah. well that's it um, but it's like it got a lot of criticism for oh it's a gore fest and stuff mm. and it's like but it's kind of meant to be that's I know, the whole like, point of it like. you know the whole thing Jesus died for your sins how do you think he died yeah. he didn't just decide to die mm. it was like a very unpleasant death yeah. if you were to believe the bible or believe whatever mm. quite like Satan in it actually as yeah. well. the depiction of Satan yeah I it was an was unusual depiction very, I think I think it was a very probably modern depiction mm. of Satan that'd be modern nowadays mm. uh, whereas kind of Satan is kind of um, what's the word kind of um, ambiguous mm. sexually you know and um, yeah. kind of thing well, I can't take it word. androgynous androgynous that yeah. sort um, which I thought was very good because a lot of times even like with Martin Scorsese's portrayal of Satan after all that guaranteed it was just like a, a wall of flames going hey you <laughs> <laughs> um, in mm. Last Temptation of Christ but a lot of kind of you know especially yeah. coming out of the 90s it was like Red fellow with horns. Yeah, look at he's, he's got like furry little yeah. trotters and stuff like that, a mm. pointy beard. Yeah. yeah, you know, or it's kind of like that was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you could see that. Uh, scene. But anyway, back to Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, Riggs died for his sins. Yes. Apparently, in the original version, he died at the end. He sacrificed himself to save uh, mm. Morto and the family. The, the original version was apparently a lot darker, mm, which. Guess. 
Yeah. Seems to be the case with a lot of a stuff lot of in the things, 80s. Yeah, they kind of go, well. Jesus, tone it down a bit there, yeah. you know, lads. But yeah, like, I mean, that's the whole thing is, you know, dying for your sins and all the rest. He was out to sort of like, right, I need to do some good in the world and I mm. don't care if I get killed. In the meantime, it almost actually welcomed the sweet release of death. Yeah, but it did, yeah, but like, I mean, the thing, lethal weapon, that was kind of like, he was the lethal, the lethal weapon, weapon yeah. in it. And like, I mean, that kind of... And it gets criticised. Well, I've seen some people criticising it, saying kind of like, oh, well, it turns into kind of like a comedy thing in like three and four and the action. Like the action is still good. Oh, yeah. But like you have to remember, Bell Gibson is fucking getting on at that stage and so is Danny Glover. Mm. And it's even, say, in the kind of the world of the thing, they're not going to be doing... Yeah. Like Mel Gibson, like even in like four and even in parts three, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Whereas in one and two, he would have been the, mm. the dangerous... It's what happens. Exactly. Like, you, you know, get old and you're not quite the little weapon. Yeah, anymore. it'd be like totally unbelievable if like Jet Li's character in four. I love Jet Li. Well, mm. I used to. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff lately. Ham. Mm. I don't know why. Why is that, Laura? I don't know. Maybe you're just not looking at the right uh, films. Then, clearly. Mm, but like poor Jet Li, you know, like um, he, well, like Jet Li was a force to be contended. It was like mm. the they did that superhero thing where it's like, oh well, one of us can't take him on. It'll have to be the two. As whereas before. It was like, you know, like mm. in the forest when Mel Gibson is fighting Joshua at the end of it and he beats him. Yeah, yeah um, just like, yeah. Yeah. And then too, it's the same kind of like he's fighting, you know, mm. and he's the, the one where Myrtle, well, the Myrtle, I, I think fucking this is really, really weird. I think uh, Danny Glover was fucking fairly ripped mm. for his age mm. as well in those movies. When you see him, he's and even four. Yeah. When he's running around doing the chicken dance. He's fucking... That's... And the thing is, I, that's why I kept commenting this throughout the films because, you know, sort of when you go back watching something, mm. he was a big guy. He yeah, was he like was head really, and shoulders really big, yeah. above most of the crowds in any crowd scenes or mm. anything like that. And I was just like, Jesus, he is tall as fuck and he is broad as fuck. So, you know, even though he's sort of like, you know, your typical, oh, oh look, daddy's home. Mm. It's a family man and all the rest. You could believe him being out on the streets, like, you know, sort of swinging well, a few fists and that, stuff. That was the thing, like in um, fucking Predator Two, mm. I thought he was brilliant in it. I love Predator Two, um, mm. but it's I don't think it would have been the same with someone else mm. in a but like I mean he was fucking amazing in Saw. So like Danny Glover is a brilliant actor, but I think it was at the time, um, particularly in the eighties, uh, before kind of uh, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Really, there was this whole thing with action heroes, or it was either he had the canon side of things or those kind of straight video things where it was like oh the next karate champion like Chuck mm. Norris or Dolph Lundgren you know all yeah, these or people or like a Stallone or a Swords yeah or right, so it was people that were built like brick shit houses mm. where it was like oh my god they're physically imposing or the acting kind of Mm. Took, yes, yeah, second backseat to all of the oh look what yeah. he can do, he can clobber someone with his joints. Whereas and, yeah, like with Lethal Weapon, it was, you know, the act and that's what makes Lethal Weapon so special, mm. I think, out of a lot of those movies. That is, I time. think an awful lot of it as well is just the pattern between the two leads as well, you mm. know, and apparently some of it was improvised and it was just Mel Gibson would just throw out a line and people would just react back to him kind of thing. But mm. it just it kind of it didn't feel staged and it didn't feel scripted and it didn't feel like a film to demonstrate no. it just felt like two cops that initially were wary of each other getting to know mm. each other and and it felt very natural as well that's like, the so thing far it's as the it was chemistry, all these, yeah. yeah sort of like you know sort of pranking each other or like being mm. sarcastic and, and I'd imagine it was like that in yeah. real life with it like I mean a lot of films get shit for that like mm. I've never actually seen the Ocean's Eleven kind of movies mm. or uh, but like that's the whole thing where they're saying oh it's a bunch of friends making a movie mm. and like the Adam Sand well nearly every Adam Sandler, Sandler film just yeah. an excuse to hang out with these mates and get yeah. paid yeah. and like I mean it's 
you're not paying for it. So, like, you know, yeah. it don't matter. Kind of like, you know, where people are, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. It's like, of course they yeah. should be doing it. People want to see it. And I think that's the same with Lethal Weapon, mm. where it did become that where it was the, the characters, which is really unusual for an action franchise, mm. where it's the characters are the ones, right? You care about the characters. Yeah, the, the, plot, action the plot is, is nearly a secondary. Exactly. Yeah. You don't mind whether it's like a South African body or whether it's like, I don't know, mm. whatever is going on in this particular one, whether it's a lad shooting a fucking flamethrower or whatever. It's yeah. just like, you're just invested in like, okay, that's grandy. They've got the big, big set pieces, but mm. it's like back to the dialogue, back to the, you know, sort of yeah. what's going on with them. But um, that was actually something as well, looking back on it. You're sort of so used to the big spectacle nowadays of your usual blockbuster being all CGI. The stunts that they pulled off back in the day mm. as well were absolutely phenomenal. Like, think, there, there's yeah. so many explosions and so many like cars getting flipped off fucking flyovers and stuff like that. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, a lot of stunts as well. This? Like, I mean, it would seem to be seen, like when you're looking at it, you know, sometimes you mm. see it and be like, oh, it's like the, the woman turns into a man with a moustache when the stunt is happening. You know, oh, yeah, kind yeah. of with the stunt man, it's fairly obvious. Couldn't pick out a lot of the times when it mm. wasn't Mel Gibson or it wasn't Danny Glover doing stuff. Mm. And even some of the shots that they had where it was, um, say, during the car chases, where it was, I think it was four, where mm. they were chasing after the mobile home and he was mm. hanging off that. That looked like Mel Gibson. That was There was mm. a couple of close-ups of that. And it was like, I know he wasn't doing all of that because fucking he'd be dead. Yeah. But, you know, there was a lot of... Yeah, they just kind of threw themselves into it a little bit. But, I mean, that's the thing. And it actually... I don't know, I kind of... I appreciate looking back on stunts now because Mm. you're so used to... I just throw run it through a computer program and generate an explosion or whatever. You're looking at this and it's like, this shit is happening. They're after exploding an oil tanker and a petrol station and blowing it up. And you're like, oh, my fuck. CGI explosion. Sure, do you remember, like, with the Dark Knight um, Mm. when they blew up the the hospital? Yeah, and the truckers, uh, the truck as well. Yeah, Yeah, there was such a big deal made mm. out about that at the time whereas like that was not a common experience but like a lot of the big budget um, mm. action movies in the, the 80s and 90s that's what they did that, yeah. yeah that's what you had to do mm. because you had this but and it was kind of like how are we going to yeah and there was yeah. like there, that's the thing there's the whole science and the whole industry behind it as well like where the making of nowadays would be very boring because like oh I just sat in front of my laptop and I added in like a load of computer generators but whereas back in the day it was like well we you know looked at the physics of it and then we got the fastest car we could mm. and we set explosions to go off here and we had a couple of squabs here and this thing here and there's blood squirting out from a, an actor's sleeve because they've got a tube run down it or something like that you just you don't get that nowadays no, and as well, well I think well, but we don't really look at it because you hate Tom Cruise but the Mission Impossible yeah. movies although mm. I don't like the Mission Impossible movies I find them quite boring mm. um, and it does seem to be a thing with them I don't know it could be wrong because I haven't looked at it on even since part two but that they're they sell it on oh Tom Cruise did his he own stunts for, for this one and yeah. they have like that one spectacle kind of a thing with it. Mm. but like you look at something like The Fast and the Furious where it's quite obviously CGI and you know you mm. don't it's yeah, there's no kind of impact to yeah it. and there's no sense of actual peril or anything like that yeah. whereas you're looking at this and you are kind of you're leaning back and string going Jesus Christ well so, remember with Lethal well, Weapon yeah. one when it came out there was like uh, it, it used to be a thing I don't know what it was like in other countries but in Ireland there was a whole thing where they used to show the making of movies quite mm. a lot as a promotion to sell the movie mm. and it was like the people just seem to be really into stunts and magic mm. and stuff because yeah. pe- people knew magic wasn't fucking real but it was just it was like nice this to see thing. the behind the scenes yeah. Like, yeah but you know it was always like someone trying to outdo someone it was like mm. that with stunts like it wasn't the, the jump with um, Riggs with the guy that was going to jump off the roof yeah it was that a was tandem like, jump yeah it was like one of the most it hadn't been done before I think mm. and it was like an extremely dangerous stunt to do mm. um, but then they outdid that on the next you know there was yeah. a higher jump but you know that they kept doing 
mean, where you there was real dangerous stuff like getting killed, and like it still happens today. But like in the eighties, fucking hell, Mm. it's like nearly every second movie you'd hear about someone getting either badly hurt or killed. That's it, Um, and it just seemed to be like, oh well, you you know, that's what a stuntman does. They get like mm. every bone in their body broken and sometimes set on fire. But that's what not you didn't want them getting hurt, but you know, it was Mm. like you could appreciate appreciate people pushing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, and the kind of the precision and the technicality and the Mm. planning behind it. You kind of go, my God, the amount of effort involved in that for something that's like 30 seconds on screen yeah. you know, whereas you look at a Marvel thing now you know it's a green screen thing with someone on wires just jumping mm. around and kind of going eh, yeah and it, there's too yeah. much as well you don't actually appreciate when the action happens then mm. because it's just like it's just all blur all the time of whatever the shit mm. is going on like, like I can't picture going back mm. that way although there's plenty of straight to video things or kind of smaller yeah. releases that because they don't We're have the budget. Road effects, yeah. Yeah, and it seems to be that weird thing mm. because it seems to be CJ to get good CGI is very expensive mm. and time consuming now as well because people want to have a plot. Remember fucking Matrix Reloaded when they did it where mm. the, the the agents mid fight in the park where it's like you will never it's seamless. I've never yeah. even looked at it in the cinema going this is not this seamless. Like it's PlayStation Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the thing. And like, I mean, there was some fucking, like, uh, as much, well, they're not maligned, but people say three and four aren't mm. as good. I I always really liked three. Three was my favourite for a long time. Um, out of them. Mm. Uh, looking at them now, kind of, I have not looked at them in a long time. Like, it would fall into one and two. I used mm. to hate two when I was a child. Really? I mm. fucking never liked it. I don't know why. I just didn't mm. like it. it. It seemed boring or something like that. Three seemed really funny. And four, I quite liked when it came out as well. Mm. Um, but it was just a thing because you like the characters at that stage. You're yeah. kind of invested in it. You, you know what the movies are going to be. It's. You know, it's hard to go kind of wrong with That's it. it, I know, because the character, mm. even all the sort of the, the supporting cast of characters are all well established. Mm. And you've got Murtaugh's family as well. You know, you've yeah. got the daughters, you've got the son, you've got the wife, and you know how, how they're going to act. You've got like Joe Pesci's character, you know, sort of Leo Getz. And, mm. you know, he's, you're just waiting for the comedic sort of relief to pop up. You know what the captain's going to be like. And you know what the villains are probably going to mm. be like as well. They're going to be a certain kind of a, a, a I suppose, a a level of villain in any of the mm. lethal weapons is it's not going to be your average sort of street tug no. it's, it's going to be international espionage or yeah something. as well it's not like I mean say even with like say when they kill Jet Li's character like I mean the mm. whole thing with Jet Li's character was like he was a really dangerous fucking kind of like fighter one on one but it was that kind of thing well he's not too fucking kind of like lethal against a rebar going through he's, he's fucking <laughs> yeah. going through him and getting drowned you know and mm. it was the same with like the guy in tree where he gets shot and then uh, fucking like the, the big fight at the end with like um in two rigs with the I can't remember the the bad guy's name in it but um with him like that one on one fight and Riggs had the knife stuck in him you know mm. it was and then he kills him by dropping a fucking I know a container basically yeah. on him I think the bad guy from um, remember he's a bad guy in fucking Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey oh vaguely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the bad guy yeah. and he was like diplomatic immunity yeah, yeah. and then fucking mortal just bang bang yeah. that's what I mean you're laughing as well <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing is like you're, you're just after nearly murdering you think he's after murdering your friend he's like I've got diplomatic immunity you yeah. can't shoot me he's like the fuck I can't Do you know I went looking up the diplomatic immunity mm. thing because I was thinking I, I was thinking surely mm. it can't be maybe it's just for fucking kind of things like if you, you broke a law that you didn't realise like mm. so say if you were in a country that you weren't meant to be 
drinking alcohol and they accidentally drank that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it can only be revoked by the country. If they do, because like there was a thing of manslaughter over in England a while ago, two years ago, someone knocked down someone. I think it was a hit and run. And um, yeah, the diplomat. Jesus, yeah, that's gas. Uh, pretty much got away. That's not gas. I mean, as, as in it's terrible. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'll just run over the mm. civilian and you can't do anything well, to I was me. looking up a thing about Boris Johnson was talking about it in apparently 2016 or maybe it was, I think it was before he was Prime Minister and he was saying about the amount of cases of um, uh, paedophilia, uh, human trafficking okay, and all yeah. these kind of things. But you know that like kind of like diplomats and yeah. they can't because if they, the whole point of diplomatic immunity is that it's kind of like about relations between countries. So mm. if you say, no, you're fucking getting arrested for that, all of a sudden you could have... Yeah, exactly. Cold War or something yeah. like that starting again. Um, mm. your, you know, but I just thought it was crazy that it was... Because, like... It was just I don't know. It just it didn't seem like ah oh, maybe they're yeah, maybe they made it up or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I know um, you know, but like I thought that no, oh, but yeah, made yeah. up like how much it covers. Yeah, like, yeah. but like no, it would have mm. been someone doing shit like that. They would have been yeah, fucking cops would have just had to turn a blind eye to it, and people yeah. would have had to turn a blind eye to it. Um, and that's the thing as well. Um, I suppose a kind of lethal weapon for as much as it's just an action, just an action film, if you know what I mean, or just a buddy buddy cop film and all the rest. They didn't actually shy away from like. Certain commentary as well. I mean, there was always there was a South African commentary mm. about you know sort of Murtaugh going in and like oh I want to emigrate to like South South Africa. They're like oh but you're black mm. and it's you know all of it. And in the fourth one then as well, the reason he wants to help out the immigrants is because like well they're on slave ships essentially. I wish somebody would have done that yeah. for my end. So they kind of there's always this social commentary mm. going on that doesn't feel like. It's not rubbed in your face. Yeah, it it exactly. doesn't feel like it's like I mean, even in the first genuine, one, like, there yeah. was um a poster. I remember seeing it uh, when they go into Murtaugh's house, mm. um, where it's like free South Africa mm. or it's something about end apartheid and said you know there was something like that. So like I mean, people nowadays looking back, you know, people that weren't around back then, like it was fucking a massive thing where like mm. the, the majority of the world was like, I can't believe this shit is yeah. Going on and sanctioned and, and fully okay, and there's a country that thinks this is fine. Like yeah, mm. um, and it was like a lot of people. You know, it was just. Sure, there was protests even in Ireland about apartheid. Like people are boycotting Duns because they got their uh, supermarket store because mm. they were importing their oranges from South Africa, yeah. and there was like picket lines across them, just kind of going, "Nope, don't buy mm. your oranges there." Like support South Africa, you know, support like mm. end apartheid now, kind of a thing. Well, that's what I imagine. There's a whole generation mm. of people that don't even they're, that they're not aware of it because mm. it's. I don't know. I don't know because, like, I don't know what's covered in history in schools nowadays. Mm. But you don't see people like I mean, I, it was like we grew up with it. Yeah. And it was like I think we. I remember being taught about it in school, mm. where it was like you know this is like this wrong thing that's how it shouldn't be you know. Yeah. And like you'd learn about kind of like the whole history of South, well a very condensed version <laughs> yeah. of the history of South exactly. Africa, yeah. um and stuff where I don't. You never like hear kids because I, our generation seem to be very active as well. Remember about Tibet as well. Mm. There were people going fucking mental. And when we were in college, uh, there was a thing in East Timor. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. It was I think it was a civil war. I can't, <laughs> my yeah. memory has gone terrible, but like that was a massive thing mm. at the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, that's got nothing to do. I know, I know, happen. but that's what yeah. I'm just saying. Like they weren't afraid to, you know, sort of. And as I said, it wasn't that they were shoehorning. Like, oh, let's mm. just mention this, just to like you know get a mention in. It was, it was sort of. 
germane to the story kind of mm. thing you know it's like because Danny Glover is, he is obviously a black man he's got mm. a black family and this kind of stuff affects him and even when you know sort of was the black gang you know a friend of his kid and all that, the rest yeah. you know it's sort of it's it's touching on things that are current and political and social and all these kind of things that a lot of other films mm. if they're just being a straight up action film they wouldn't give two fucks but about. it's that's the, I think the, the beauty with all mm. those movies was with the form how well they're constructed it was mm. balanced mm. Well, uh, you never felt that you know that. W- I think maybe in part three, the whole kind of thing with Riggs when he or Morto when he was going through the whole deal with the debt mm. was a bit kind of washed over. Mm. Where it was more folks on Riggs going off um with uh Rene Russo's character, yeah. which I think is actually a very like you could see him learning as the series went on. Mm. Um, first one obviously there was no romantic interest with mm. Riggs, was there? Uh, uh, sure if there was no I don't think there was and then in two you had um, Patsy Kensett character who really it was like we were laughing at it because it was that whole thing where it's like they spent a day with each other and yeah and then like, he was I like devastated you. yeah oh, I spend the rest of my life with you yeah. I killed the woman I love and it's like you've known her for 20 minutes yeah. and even in there. part 3 it was like mm. I think it was over like it was definitely less than a week anyway they were with each other and mm. it was kind of like oh honey and you know yeah, and all this. Yeah, yeah exactly especially for those kind of characters as well that are mm. kind of hard boiled and they'd be yeah. very much like no don't don't talk about your feelings mm. kind of thing or don't admit that yeah. all of a sudden they're being very open and vulnerable and, yeah and you don't have that so much anymore mm kind of movies I think well maybe you do I don't know maybe mm. you're just looking at the wrong movies where yeah. they don't have it condensed into that or there yeah. has to be some kind of history or some kind mm. of um, like what they did in Speed you know this mm. fucking traumatic event yeah. that kind of brings Brian's people together yeah. Yeah. whereas yeah it was just but at the same point you kind of went yeah well mm, you know you know what they were doing they're like oh look they have to yeah. but like Rene Russo's character I thought it was they, they learned from kind of Patsy Kensett's character where it was like she was quite obviously not the type of woman that Riggs would ever go for mm. or that would kind of fit someone yeah, like or him or would tolerate someone like yeah, him yeah whereas she came in and she was like if not he's equal probably he's better yeah you know and she was very not, strong willed and strong minded and yeah. independent and all the rest and mm. not some wilted wallflower that was just hanging around waiting for her cop husband to come home or anything yeah. like that and she like, was out doing her own stuff yeah. like you know and equally just as badass in her own way but that was saying like she had her own lot. you know yeah. what's that thing where it's um you know to do female characters Characters talk about anything else other than the, oh yeah yeah that whole the test of, yeah. what's it uh, the the I'm gonna say like the the Bechamel test but that could be like uh, bechamel sauce I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't I, I taste think good with eggs yes yeah, so I think it's uh, something along those lines yeah. yeah I should really know this because I used to know this but well, like I think Lisa Weapon probably would other than mm. maybe she doesn't talk with other female characters about other so uh. see that's the thing I think that, that whole test is do two females talk mm. to each other about anything other than the main male character and all the mm. rest well I'm sure Trish and her kids were talking about stuff other than yeah Roger yeah. Raj well, uh, well at times it, it did seem like that actually in, in part 4 actually I found that terribly unbelievable because he's he's such a nice guy and he does so mm. much for his family and then his daughter goes off and gets married and doesn't even tell him yeah. and the wife knows and she doesn't tell him either mm. and you're kind of like what kind of family dynamic is this where the dad of the household he doesn't even know his own daughter has gotten mm. married and his wife is like no don't tell your father like, well, what's he going to do like is he yeah. going to murder him all no I, I suppose as well that's one of the things as well where they're kind of like playing up where it was like the joke in it where mm. it was like Mel Gibson was letting on that like uh, Chris Rock's character Butters was gay 
Mm. And that's the thing. That's why he was being so nice to, yeah. Yeah, when you do look back on some of the things, like, I mean, they don't use, like, offensive words, but there is a lot of... No, but why is it so funny that somebody is gay? Yeah. Again, I think... It could have been worse for the time. It could have been an awful lot worse for the time. Yeah, I don't think it was actually handled in a bad way because it was more about um, Murtaugh's discomfort at thinking Mm. somebody might be attracted to him because, obviously, he's he's a married man with a family and he was just like, oh, God. Oh, no, but Mm. even before that, there was, Mm. like, a lot of kind of, like, you know, jokes about... Mm. Like, you know where the two of them might be hugging and other people, they kind of go... Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. there was one where he, with the psychologist where he was, mm. she was like, oh, let me guess, you want to marry Murtaugh, kind of like, mm. where you come up with some other crazy kind of... But then I suppose at the time it was illegal to, for... Yeah, and so in a lot of places and all that. Yeah. But I suppose, again, you could just say it's just... Marriage like, was illegal. Gay yeah. marriage was illegal, not being gay. Although yeah. there were some countries that was still... Including Ireland. Yeah, yeah, where it's like um, illegal to actually be gay. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But like, again, it could have been just commentary on like sort of male relationships. Why can't men just be good mm. friends without people kind of going, ooh, yeah. look at that. Oh, your best friend, you're going to marry him kind of a thing, mm. you know? Well, that was the thing is that there wasn't, you know, in some other kind of fucking action movies where the... They wouldn't deal with their personal problems. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh, right. And like, I mean, when it got into the whole thing about him wanting to kill himself and mm-hmm. it was it was very much like Murtaugh and the family were there for, you know, they helped yeah. him through it and they were just, and, and they, they talked about it. Yeah, yeah, they gave him the relationships he was mm-hmm. looking for, a sort of a stable home life. Yeah. He was living in a trailer by himself, basically, mm-hmm. essentially. And he but just... a role model, kind of like, yeah. say, men talking about their feelings yeah. um, which I suppose was in the 80s remember even I think in part 2 that, or maybe it was part 1 they were like oh you know kind of like it's the 80s Roger kind of, you know oh, yeah, Murtaugh, kind of like an it. 80s man kind of yeah, yeah now you have to do why I just cried last night <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. and so where there was that whole movement was going on yeah in the, exactly like, it wasn't this whole be more emotional stoic sort of keep your silence and you yeah. know, keep all your emotions locked down until you just fucking explode someday mm. of it like I think the the it, would well, humanism I, like, I remember doing it in psychology the, the whole movement that would have been kind of like going on at the moment and like I mean this is the thing my memory has gone terrible I would have been able to name fucking the, the mm. different people that were at the centre but there was an episode of The Simpsons where they covered very early on The Simpsons I think where it was like that whole thing about unlock your inner child mm-hmm um, a lot of, if you, anyone from the our generation that would have looked at Cheers Cheers would have covered a lot of that so with Frasier mm. um, uh, you know not you know the, yeah. there was just that stuff around at the time but but it used to be nearly the butt of jokes mm. where it was like oh god these like yeah. fucking psychologists all oh, feelings oh, yeah I know uh, touchy feely oh Jesus just get on with it yeah. because kind of yeah. that's like the psychologist is nearly seen as an enemy yeah in all the movies at the start she's yeah, like this guy is gonna he's suicidal he's a danger to people he's a, you know exactly you know, I yeah. need to try and counsel this man just for his own sake yeah. even and he's kind of like making up stories to tell her because he's just like what does she know God's sake mm. I'll give her something to you know be scared about that'll be totally random but instead of going in and actually kind of going oh this woman is actually trying to help me and trying yeah. to you know save my life kind and of she's seen this like oh god why yeah. would someone talk to this her this annoyance like, yeah. yeah god it's like oh just get on with it you know yeah and it was like, well, if he kills himself, I'll take the rap for it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the man some help, like, mm. psychiatric help. But yeah, I mean, that's again the whole sort of 
showing the actual male bond and all that kind of stuff with the whole, you know, this is the bullet that I keep to kill myself with and I have to stop myself every morning from eating this bullet. And it's just nice having the sort of, you know, seeing it develop enough that like Murtaugh eventually, he gives him the bullet and he's like, well, look, you know, mm. thanks very much. And, you know, you, you, you kind of saved me, man. And they do it for each other throughout mm. it. Like, you know, they kind of, there's all this sarcasm and tearing each other down, but the minute somebody actually needs something, it's like, nope, right, I'm there for you. And it doesn't matter. Mm. Let's do it together kind of a thing. Well, I think that's one of the strong points of it as well. It would have been very easy, I think, to kind of go on and say in part two, oh, Riggs is having another breakdown. Mm. Oh, part three, Riggs is having another breakdown. But they, they, they followed yeah, yeah. realistic kind Character of development. Arc, exactly, or, uh, you yeah. know, well, not maybe not real, but you know, kind of like where they went, all right, look, we can't keep doing the same fucking shit over and over again. Yeah. But they kind of did, but they didn't at mm. the same point. Yeah, the was characters like, had moved on a little yeah. bit, they'd grown a bit, they'd learned a bit, and it wasn't like, mm. oh no, here he is now, he's all upset again over yeah. something. He can't be like an alcoholic, like through four films. Yeah, he would have gotten yeah. fired at that stage, like, surely, mm. instead of promoted up through the ranks, you mm. know. And like, I mean, the end of the four gets a lot of flack for the kind of the whole thing where they're all sitting there with each other and they get the picture taken, and it's kind of, remember, we're not friends, we're family. <laughs> And it's I kind of like that. Mm. I thought that was like I mean it does. Spite, it's a nice like, way to cap it all off. Yeah. Like you know, a bit of cheese is yeah. just no harm with the bit of cheese. Twenty five years later, yeah. all right, it is a bit corny, but at the you know there was and it kind of did give that kind of feeling where it seemed genuine. Mm. That was like. I, I think nowadays you have like there's a reality there wasn't really reality TV at the time mm. maybe kind of like fucking uh, what we call it the, the real world was it? but you know mm. bits and pieces but nowadays people follow people on social media and all that so you have all that kind of thing there whereas nearly with those movies it was nearly like following those that you get to see people that you really like as actors mm. doing something that they they're obviously Clearly enjoying enjoy, doing yeah. and they enjoy with each other it was mm. just nice to kind of see yeah. but there's nothing wrong with that you know there's no and as well I suppose it just it speaks to the whole thing like I mean sort of I don't want to kind of pretend I'm all like oh getting into psychology things mm. but like up till then I suppose the family unit was kind of seen as a family unit and that mm. was the only way to have family it was your traditional man woman couple of kids and all this mm. kind of stuff and sort of then I suppose 70s 80s people you know family households started fracturing people started you know you didn't stay in your village all mm. your life kind of a thing and you had to build your own community your own network and your own family so family family don't end with mm. blood kind of a thing you know you can actually choose right yeah this grown adult man that has no relation to us he's part of the family now, mm. kind of a thing and have it feel genuine and have it feel nice yeah. if you know what I mean and not like I don't know kind of like pitiful or anything like mm. that and I, I suppose that's just what I'm saying it's sort of I think that was becoming a lot more commonplace in the 80s as well whereas, yeah well there's what you had in like going into the 90s most mm. movies it, it was seen like it was like with comic books for a comic book to be seen as good or wordy it mm. had to be really dark yeah and a lot of times it just got like ridiculously dark where it didn't need to, to the point mm. of being cruel yeah Um. now I suppose we were teenagers at that stage so I think when you're a teenager when you see that kind of you, do, you have a limited understanding of stuff mm. so you kind of see and you kind of go oh dang it must be mm. and so and you had stuff like Reservoir Dogs as well yeah. come along so you know there was a lot changing so I think those movies it's easy to look at them and kind of go oh you know when yeah. you're that age or whatever mm. but it's I, I, I think you have to kind of go 
there's nothing wrong with things being nice. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I mean, because I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't. Well, they weren't nice for a long time. There was a lot yeah. of dark things. You know, they had to go through struggles. There was a lot of injuries. There was a mm. lot of, you know, scary parts that leave people with PTSD. You know, mm. the rest. You know, wife or daughter getting kidnapped and people breaking into the house and blowing you up on the toilet mm. and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day. It was like, right, okay, there is actually, you know, a bit of lightheartedness mm. in this and there's a bit of comedy and there's a bit of family and a bit yeah, but of love. That's a, it's, it's nice to watch movies mm. like that because even like a lot of action movies, well, I think it might be going back to kind of like comedy action, but, you know, mm. sometimes things just have to be overly... So that's it. I know it's very yeah. serious and very dramatic and very mm. painful to watch. Yeah. yeah, like we were looking at Shit's Creek at the moment, mm. and it's one of the reasons why I really like that. I think they get that. Like I never liked parks and recreations because it was too schmaltzy. It was a bit too saccharine. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whereas, uh, with Shit's Creek, it's like they got the they got the balance right. Right. Yeah. Kind of in a way where it's like really not much happens in it. Then when something does happen instead of another TV shows it'll turn into a drama and this mm. horrific kind of thing for the character or people that fall out or there'll be some argument where they don't do it in Shit's Creek. It's mm. they just kinda they manage to resolve yeah. it nicely by communication and by helping each other out. Mm. And that's the thing as well. They genuinely care about each other. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the family thing. Normally in these kind of like comedies or whatever, it's like, oh, the mother hates the father because, you know, he's he's been, he spent too much time mm. in the business or the son hates the sister because, you know, there's always a sibling mm. rivalry or whatever. But they, it always comes back around to... The two, the couple are genuinely in love. The mum and dad, they're genuinely in love. They genuinely care about their daughter and their son. Their son and their daughter genuinely care about their parents, which you don't mm. often see. It's always like, oh, my, my dad. Yeah. But it's just like normal adult family relations. And it's kind of sweet to see it as well, where yeah. people actually are wanting to be nice to each other. But it's well. good to, like, I mean, outside of fucking Disney mm. or something. But I don't even think Disney did that. You know, there always has to be kind Evil of like... stepmothers yeah, and stuff, yeah. A bit of kind of like nearly unwarranted drama you know where it's just like oh, what are you doing you know mm-hmm. where it's kind of I don't know maybe I'm just getting older I was just thinking maybe it's just less like, oh, cynical yeah. as well about things where it's like you know it, it, it's, it's uh, nice to see yeah. nice things every now and again mm-hmm. yeah. whereas like in part three I guarantee if that was another director or another franchise uh, when um, Danny Glover killed the day he wouldn't mm-hmm. have went to the funeral yeah. and the son would have been like oh I hate you dad and fucking I blame you for this and mm-hmm. that would have joined the gang and there would you know yeah would have um, made into a huge thing but the yeah. son yeah turns around and he's like looked at uh, you know I'm sort of I'm on your side I'm pre- I know mm. you had to do it it wasn't you it was yeah. him it was his choices and all the rest mm. for us yeah, it would have yeah. been a huge big like fucking fallout otherwise and yeah. again it was believable when he went to the funeral because he kind of expect you know him to go up and apologise mm. to the mother and of the the dead child and she'd be just like oh yes I understand totally but she was like she slapped him across the face and she's like you killed my baby mm. that's an understandable human reaction because yeah. it doesn't matter how much you might understand in your head that your family member your kid your baby was in the wrong mm. If somebody shoots your baby, you're going to have that reaction when you see their killer assault, yeah. like, aren't you? you know? And it's what, like, I mean, the whole thing as well, like, I've seen to the, where there's this old um, thing about, like, where Hollywood has always been friends of the, the police in America, you know, mm. kind of like, and kind of putting out, all oh, the police are the good guys and stuff. Um, and like I mean, and then you have the argument against it, uh, where it's like people saying it's like they're not police or fucking monster, you know. Or mm. And it's like I mean, life is way more complicated mm. than that. And as well, I think all right, there's some movies where you can address those kind of things, mm. but a lot of movies are there for fucking entertainment purposes. Mm. People are well aware of the reality of the situation mm. with stuff like I mean, with fucking kind of like Black Lives Matters and that. Like I mean, a lot of people are getting like fucking shot or killed, kind of like you know. F- 
by kind of like no police but there's nothing wrong with having a bit of entertainment where it's like a little bit of fucking hmm. brainless kind of you know kind of like where well, is and then uh, again as well i mean like it's not as if they they weren't heavy-handed about it but it wasn't as if they shied away from it because if you remember do you remember there was a sort of all the, all the kids were after oh the yeah they the said murder. oh my mum said and that you shoot him yeah kind exactly like, you know. and they're, oh my mum says don't to talk to the police and all this mm. kind of, you know there is that little bit of thing where it's like okay we're acknowledging yeah that there mm. is this perception of police like you know out there at times mm. and certain neighbourhoods and certain you know kind mm. of areas and all the rest it's like they're perceived as being very heavy-handed and you don't deal with the police so it's not as if they're oh, ignoring the realities but they're just dealing with it in mm, a very measured way like. in part four there was the guy that they were talking to at the start of it mm. um, they, he was like uh, one of the oh, yeah, uh, the immigrant a, cops I can't yeah. say but he was like oh, send them all back to their own bloody yeah, country was, yeah. and, you know, the whole thing about yeah. the Statue of Liberty what happened to yeah. send me your poor your weak you know all of this mm. kind of stuff and he's like oh it says no vacancies yeah. nowadays where he was like an, you know where they're kind of like there is assholes and mm. they're not all great like mm. you know but you can do you know it's, although I'm saying it's alright to have movies where it's like a bit yeah kind of it doesn't have to be fucking kind of like realistic mm. movies shouldn't be overly re- well big movies like that probably shouldn't be over realistic mm. you know yeah because I mean uh, it's not every day you see a lad with a flamethrower and a boiler walking yeah. around setting fire towers oh, I love that so. start I know it's yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. Isn't it? I don't think there's one person in the world that doesn't go you know I'd love to do that but I not get killed yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. love to have a go at setting fire towers yeah. and stuff and maybe see Danny Lover doing a chicken walk around mm. in his little love heart underpants uh. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, like, I mean, the, the Lethal Weapon films themselves obviously then spun off this whole, like, kind of genre of parody and all the rest, not least in the, the Loaded Weapons. Loaded Weapon was. I t- went through phases where I did not like that film. And when we were going back, watching the things, looked at that first and I was like, I just put this on first just to get this shit out of the way. Mm. Um, I thought it was brilliant yeah there's uh, some bits it was genuine belly loss because mm. again all these things are done with affection as well it's not done to like oh look at this shit film we're going to make mm. a skit out of it it's you have to have a love for the film to have mm. observed it that well to put all the little sort of the nudges and the winks and the nods and all the rest into it and have it so well observed but some of the shit was just so so stupid mm. there was a bit I don't know where it was like um uh, I think it was the one she was a love interest but before she took her hair down and mm. she kind of had buck teeth yeah. and it was Samuel L. Jackson walking along beside her and I didn't know Emilio Estevez was doing something in the background so you're focusing on him mm. I never really focused on it and Jackson before and then looking at he was doing this weird kind of buck toothing walking beside her yeah. and just yeah, yeah, was, making fun just of her like, kind of a thing yeah <laughs> But there's all these little things and those kind of films are always brilliant for those all of these mm. sort of um, pastiches or parodies or whatever. There's so many things going on in the background that occasionally on your second or your third watch you go, jeez, I never noticed that fucking mm. thing going on in the background. You're hysterically laughing at it then as well because of it. Well, William Shatner was fucking brilliant in it mm. as well. The, the, the amount of people that were in it, like yeah. Bruce Willis was in it as well, mm. Pain kind of like... Uh, kind yeah, Jenny's diehard kind of thing. And all yeah, that um, but uh, fucking, uh, what's your name? Dennis Leary. Yeah. I totally Sorry. forgot Dennis Leary was mm. in it, and it, like it was only he was only there for a couple of seconds, mm. but it was just I think it would have been just when Dennis Leary would have been on the rise from yeah. MTV when he, he was doing crest, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't, who else was in it? I don't, I don't know. There's tons yeah. of people showed up for it, obviously not because they always do, but I mean, there's just so over exaggerated at times you can't help but laugh, like you know the whole thing with um. 
doing the sort of like, oh, I get very nervous when I shoot and, you know, sort of getting the shakes and his whole face starts shaking and oh, all I did this that, kind yeah. of stuff. I, I was fucking wetting myself laughing. But that was spot on yeah. with fucking Danny Glover, kind of like the way that they, they had the movement down. That's it. Obviously over-exaggerated because Danny mm. Glover would have the little the little lip tremble or whatever, mm. the little shake and this is just like fucking all out, like, you know, convulsions and, you know, drool, dribbling down mm. his cheek and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just, I love those kind of films to... Well, we can't talk about Lethal Weapon without Always Sunny with their Lethal Weapon 5 and 6 yeah and I don't know I think did they take it down off um, Netflix because of the blackface yeah but um, again it's this whole ridiculousness as well I don't understand does that always take this down because it's offensive because it's blackface and it's like look at the context why are they doing Mm. the blackface it's not to be offensive or anything like that it's to demonstrate how ridiculous it is yeah and they're saying that it is offensive that they shouldn't be doing it but not in the kind of you know it's like I can understand kind of like the the whole history of Mm. it with minstrels and all that kind of yeah I know but still like I mean that that that's Part of the point, which is like, is that they're horrified by Mac doing blackface. They're like, yeah. "Oh my god, you you can't be, you can't seriously be doing this." As well, wasn't their whole thing in that episode as well, where it was like when they were talking about black, the, the like, I mean, always oh, only used to be, I think, a little bit more political, where they kind mm. of threw, but it was, um, where they threw up the whole thing about um Otello, the mm. um, where it's kind of like it was blackface in the Otello movie, but yet that scene is art mm. still, kind of. So why can't exactly. this was well, in the well, where is the line kind of drawn kind of a thing yeah, exactly um, yeah. where they're like no there's a fucking difference between mm. that and kind of like you no know, you putting on blackface pretending to be yeah, yeah. to be Myrtle or whatever mm. but even then it was just it was so well observed as well like you know the sort of the the moustache and the, the terrible blackface and Dennis doing like rigs and pretending to be all mad and you know it was, it was just looking at fucking part two when you look at Dennis mm. doing it his impersonation was fucking brilliant like, yeah uh, very good excellent all together and like Danny DeVito's horrible characters <laughs> in it because there is yeah. there's always yeah. like a really uncomfortable like sex scene in it as mm. well where they linger a bit too long or it's like there's a naked arse or something mm. like I don't well, need I think to be seen part this. one it, 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 like, it just starts off with like fucking Mel Gibson's arse when they have him in his yeah I know that and oh, God so and it is just mm. but they have even all the sort of the, the little the musical notes down to a T because they keep on doing yeah, you know the saxophone the three notes like but um, it is. I actually think it is the the missing lethal weapon five, mm. which is canon in my head. Well, so if they do make lethal weapon five, they have to get them in it in they, some yeah, way. Just to, to kind just of say, even in background character, yeah. there's a Joe Pesci type character. You could see Charlie Day doing that very well. Mm. You know? But you know that they have to do some mm. kind of other than getting maybe Mel Gibson would be just like yeah, and maybe they wouldn't this. want to be. But I don't know. But yeah, that would actually be a very good crossover, wouldn't it? Mm. I'd like to see that. D could be the love interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Bert. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Lethal mm. Weapon mm. as a franchise, I, th- I, th- I think it's the weird because the first two they are really good. The first mm. one is a classic. Second one, a lot of people say is the best sequel mm. um, to an action movie of all time, uh, which I don't, I don't really know. But, mm. um, kind of like three and four, then people are like, ah, they're all right. I think that's I pretty. Enjoy much. Them, I know they're yeah. good. Like they are excellent. It is, and the TV show we didn't actually get time to look at the TV show, um, and I'm kind of glad we didn't because it got cancelled after three seasons. Yeah. The guy apparently there was issues between the guy who's playing Riggs. Um, 
and uh, Damon Wayans or is it Damon Wayans or Marlon Wayans I don't know it was one of the Wayans brothers plays Morta in it but they had a fight so they got rid of your man but they just killed Riggs at season two because I thought Sean Scott Williams came mm. in as Riggs but he comes in as a different character uh, so it's just like what are you doing like you just, just killed the show kind of yeah. um, thing but apparently depending on who you talk some people seem to say that it's very good and mm. other people say it's like massive piece of shit same as hunting really yeah, I suppose yeah. Mm. but um yeah, well, yeah yeah what do you think of it as an overall franchise oh, we're back we're bad you're yeah. back I'm bad <laughs> I think it's fantastic obviously mm. enough it's just something that you can just sit down and throw on time and time again and you'll never actually get sick it's, of it it's aged very yeah. well actually isn't that's one thing that we didn't kind of comment on kind mm. of like how well it's aged that's it I know because a lot of action from the 80s you, you, it is either cringy or it's you know the the acting is terrible mm. the shonky or the, the stunts are terrible but this you can sit down and kind of everything is nicely polished and it's just you know the dialogue is fairly sparkling mm. witty still as well you know it's you kind of look at it and you find yourself smiling that the jokes are smiling that people taking the piss out of each other down well, the precinct even I think it's a, this whole thing why a lot of those movies hold up as well um, it's like the pre-CGI fucking yeah. software it's like you, you look at some things you can to like oh that's early 2000 CGI yeah, like yeah. it's just like bad you know like I mean this is the thing I understand people are on budgets and things but there's smarter ways of doing things and even like we'll probably cover it at some stage I was just looking at a thing about uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula I remember I think it was the first time I came across Mike Mignola's work and I didn't even realise um, was that there was a comic book version of it mm-hmm. um, years ago drawn by Mike Mignola and uh, but they were it was just it was looking, they were talking about how uh, Coppola shot uh, Dracula at the time mm-hmm. where he wanted to use techniques that were used earlier on in cinema and bring him into it mm. and like I mean it's when you look at some of the stuff and it, you kind of go that's fucking mental I didn't realise that there were techniques that were used like in the late 1800s and mm. early 1900s just used in a modern kind of thing that still holds up that's going to hold up forever that yeah. movie because it's not um, going to be dated to a particular time yeah that's whereas you is. look at something like Dracula Untold mm. You know, and you kind of go, all right, it's it, it dates. I remember fucking what was the thing with you, Jackman, in it? Oh, oh Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. yeah like, I mean, that dated in about two years. And yeah, it's a shame because it, it could have been. Really, it even came out. Yeah, that could have been a really, really good movie. Like, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman was fucking, at the time, kind of like, even, well, I suppose Hugh Jackman has never really had a, a dip mm. in kind yeah, of the people like him. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. Little Weapon, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm too old for this shit. Well, Jess, thank you for listening. Uh, Yeah, follow us on our social media, which will be the Retro Rejects on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should have more stuff coming up soon. Yes, next week.